Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the heart of Warsaw this week with Andrzej Wojcicki's 1957 Second World War epic, Canal. As always, I'm joined by Mike B. Yep. And Nate. Slow, extreme, close up. Unfortunately, Michael's Michael's lost in the sewers this week, so we will catch him on the flip side. So any guy, anyway, lost in the sewers. Definitely <laughs> lost in the sewers, covered in shit, playing a fucking ocarina through the sewers. We gotta get the guy some oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys think? <laughs> well, it was uh, to start off, it was a very shitty film. Not like the the production value or anything. No, no, not, not there's a lot intended. of shit. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. there was a very very big pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian's just looking at me like, what do you mean it was a shitty film? It was a very shitty film. Yeah. There was We're a lot like of three shit quarters. Well, it also was a, a shitty film, but we'll get into that. We <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes, you fucking ruined my fucking pun. That's what I do. As usual. That's what I do. God. You too slow, man. Every fucking time. <laughs> yeah, too slow. Brian's going to love yeah. it because it's like come and see, and we're both going to hate it because it's like come and see. This is how it's going to be. Thank you! <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, yes, thank you, right? Hopefully I didn't blow up the fucking mic doing that. No, but like, fine. yes. Brian, do you want to open it? I, <laughs> sure. I, I, mean... I, don't, I don't hate it, hate it. It's just, uh, I, yeah. I... It is one of the most important movies in war cinema. I just... <clears throat> I'll, I'll go into my 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 two second spiel. I understand what it is. I understand why it's so impactful. I understand it's 1950. Not only is it 1950, it's European 1950. Seven. No, 50s, 70s, 57, 50, 50s, 50, 1950s. He said, kept saying 50. Doesn't okay, matter. well, I sorry, I meant to say 1950s. <laughs> We're being pedantic. I know it's okay. We have to. Be. I know it's okay. Um. But and and you know and it's obviously post war, so there's all this stuff to it. I understand. I'm going to use Brian's word. It's a film not made for me, not made for my generation, as he always says. I do like certain aspects of it. There are just some things that are just. It's it's again. It's the problem I have with a lot of the movies of that time period. Even in the states, I have trouble with some of these movies for this reason. It's just there's a lot of repetitiveness. Um, there's a lot of, uh, stylistic choices of the era that I just, I understand why it's just like, okay, extreme close up again and then pull it back <laughs> and then extreme close up again. And then I play an ocarina and then look into my eyes, but I can't deliver lines, but I can look <laughs> like this. Like I like the film. It just was, it was just all repetitive. So Anyway, and that's my spiel. So I liked it, but it just was, it was, it's 1950s. <clears throat> Brian, go. Well, it's 20 years before Steady Cams. What the fuck do you expect? Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, the cinematography too is better than most of those films because there's a lot of movement. I mean, I, you know what you mean about like you know, the long, slow close ups and stuff, but there's a lot of really cool, long tracking shots 
you know, that I think even rival some of the yes. Goodfellas no, tracking shots. No, I Like agree. in the beginning and stuff? No, I agree. No, I you know? 100% agree. And we can go so, into everything well, after we you will, watch into it. I just, I, that's just my two-second spiel about it this opening is, up. This is the second time I've seen this movie. The first time I saw it, I was about 12 or 15. And it was just around the time, where, actually, I we'd gotten Netflix. And it was dangerous because nobody cared what we got on Netflix. So I like got like come and see when I was like 11. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And it fucked me up. And then I saw this a little bit afterwards because I heard about, you know, Warsaw, whatever film. And this is the second, like I said, this is the second time I saw it in the last 15 years. So I remembered some things about it from the first time I saw it, but not a lot. And watching again, I was like, wow, I'm glad I rewatched this. You know, it's very, very good for what it does. Right. Um, and especially when you realize it's coming out of, a, out of the other side of the, of the, um, of the wall. We're not really of the wall yet, but you know it's coming from communist Poland, and the uprising is a very, very, very fucked up story because the Russians yeah. have a very big part to play in for why it failed, you know Stalin and everything. So it's interesting the movie got made in the first place, but um, no, we'll get into it and stuff. But it's it's a really amazing film for its time, and especially where it was made, and yeah, it's just. It's really fascinating. And it, it really starts off Polish cinema in a lot of ways. Like 57 is the beginning of this new renaissance of Polish films. And this is kind of the first block in that. So um, it, it's a really, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I agree. It's like, um, I can, I can poke holes in it. Like, here's the thing is like, my opinion is between you and Nate. It's, I thought it was a really good film. <clears throat> It had a lot of issues and like a lot of things that I was just like, Jesus Christ, let's just fucking go. But it also was shot very, very well. And it showed a part of, because so people think the Warsaw uprising was just, they were in Warsaw, it was an uprising, and then they were quashed immediately. No, that's not how it worked. And the Polish resistance members were actually, I think, shown probably the best in any film that I've seen in this film, because it's like, yeah, these, these people, like they sacrificed everything and they were like, well, <laughs> like in Bob Dylan's words, we ain't got, we ain't got nothing. You got nothing to lose. All right. Well, we have our country, we have our people. And so we're going to do that. And it showed that throughout the entire uh, movie is like all these different people and they're kind of get some backstories and whatever but like it's like yeah these people are very focused on what they wanted to fight for that's poland right the polish people have always been very very good at that and uh but they were outside of poland or i'm i'm sorry outside of warsaw at this point and they were like oh shit we're getting our shit shoved in from an unwinnable situation and so let's show how we go back to warsaw and yes, so that part was really cool. Um, there was a lot of uh, like fifties tropes and shit, like the uh, the acting and like the the shot, some of the shots and whatever. Um, but overall, very cool, very interesting. And again, it's never touched upon in cinema. It's never touched upon. There is one other film about Warsaw. It's called Uprising Forty Four. Came out a few years ago. We'll get to that. And it's very modern 
you know, it's huge. It's I've big. Seen it. It's yeah. epic. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. there's like a, there's like it's... a scene in it where the Germans are marching into the into Warsaw, singing Erica, and they yep. all get ambushed, and it's like, ugh, these are not stupid. Yep, people, not good. You know, this this was this was actually pretty. Um, from the very little research I've done on the Polish resistance fighters in World War II, this is probably the most accurate cinema um, portrayal of those people. So the guy that wrote it was the lieutenant in the movie. He led okay. his company out of that suburb, and he lost them all. And he wanted to write about it, and so he write he wrote a screenplay after the war about it. And it's literally his experiences inside the sewers. And I've done a bit of research into it, and it's interesting. You know, there's a really good museum in Warsaw that talks about the war and everything, you know, Polish Army Museum and stuff. And they have a good section on the uprising because it's very interesting history. And this guy was saying, everybody that went through the sewers has never told the full story of the sewers because of how horrible it was. Like, you'll get, like, it's kind of like D-Day in a way. Like, you'll get glimpses of, like, one or two things from someone, but you'll never get the full picture from that person. Like, because it was such a fucking, just, you know, basically. You're dead. The, when you go in there, you're dead. Well, the the resi- the uprising died in the sewers. That's what yes. happened. You know, because yep. they were they were driven underground, and it's crazy. The, the fucking siege lasted two months. It was from the first of August until like the eleventh of October. It's insane, and just because we're out of history, we can go back a little bit. So there's a lot of misconceptions with this because there were two uprisings in Warsaw, one in 43 in the ghetto and in one in 44 in the town. So a lot of people mix up the two. And, you know, the one in the ghetto was more spontaneous. Obviously, it was planned, but that was more of like a we're being murdered. We're being murdered and we have to we have to do something. So we're going to do this. And they did that, you know, and that's very shown very well in the pianist, which we'll get to eventually. But, um, and then in 44, there was this bigger uprising that was actually put in place by the government in London, the exiled Polish government. Basically the idea was, is that they're like, we'll have a general revolution because we have an army overseas. We have a Navy overseas and we have the allies that can help us. So the idea was we'll take over Warsaw and we can bring troops in and the Russians are there and we'll be able to liberate our country. And they sent um, some emissaries onto the ground to go to Poland. And something really crazy is that, so the film is fucking awesome for all the armament and weapons they use. Yes. It's super correct. British Stens, Piats, everything. That's super yep. duper right Except because they the were tanks. dropping. Well, again, it's easy to <laughs> the knock cardboard cutouts they put on the side of the tanks. But <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Sorry. So, Sorry. But yes, you're right. I do so, want to talk about all that stuff because there's some really interesting MG34 stuff in there too, by the way. So, but yeah, so, yep. so when they were dropping the um, fucking supplies like into the city during the siege, and what's crazy is that all that stuff was dropped from the 15th Air Force in Italy, and because of the distance they had to fly, they lost a lot of planes. They, they were suicide missions basically to fly supplies to Warsaw, but early on they they dropped um, some emissaries in from the Polish government. I think in late July, they're like, "We're going to do this uprising." And the polls there said, it's going to fail. This is not going to work. But it's over four years of occupation. The public is there. The public is at the point where they have to get this out. And basically, it was doomed to fail from the beginning. 
even if the Russians were going to help out, I mean, that's, that's a very, you know, we can talk about it a little bit, but you know, the Poles had to do something. They had to take that anger of basically five years, you know, of occupation and put it back on the Germans. And it really plays into the Polish condition. You know, they even mentioned in the movie, one of the lines is the Polish way is that everyone gets annihilated, you know, like the idea of Poland has existed and not existed throughout time so much that they don't care. You know, the idea of, of statehood is so far away and, and continued statehood. Who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. And that's what I think is amazing about this movie, because these are not the regular heroes that you expect to root for. This is defeated movement of people trying to escape and find their way in this horrible situation that just leads to more misery and death. It's not Kelly's heroes. You know, it's not this amazing story. It's 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 amazing, heartbreaking story. Yet it's one that needs to be told. And, you know, the making of is very interesting for the director for Wachka. Um, because this was the second film he ever made, and he ended up making it a Warsaw and a lot of people that lived through Warsaw, you know, the, the actual uprising and stuff, they had a lot of questions that they wanted to get answered that they couldn't. <laughs> Why do the Russians not come? Why did this happen? Why did that, you know? And there was a lot of interesting, clever ways they answered that in the film. Like, the most fucked up, in my opinion, but the most revealing is when they get to the grate in the sewer. The, the what is it, Courier and the guy, Janik. And they, they look across the Vistula. And the Russians were waiting there. And that was the, the, the Polish way of saying well, that's where they were. Where's the Red Army? Well, they're on the other side of the grate. They couldn't say that, but showing them locked behind a grate and seeing where the Russians are shows that they just let them die. You know? It's, I don't know, it's just a very misunderstood event, but the things they did in this movie, they really, you know, tried to, it was a population that was searching for questions, you know? And because Poland was also so fucked up from the war, you know, there was this whole new generation of kids that grew up in the poverty of it. They didn't really remember the war and everything. And this film went to Keynes and it won an award. And that, they say, is the reason that it was so successful in Poland and why the, the Russians couldn't cut it anymore because it got an international award. And it came back to Poland and it was a huge success and hit. And to this day, it's, they just got restored four years ago in HD. They like play it a lot, you know, and with the mounting tensions, you know, Europe, obviously it's, it's on the docket again, but no, it's just, um, I don't know, this fucking crazy film about a really insane place and time that, you know, these people didn't care. They were like, we're going to, we're going to do it. And if we die, we die. Who cares? You know, and that's the, that's the Polish way as fucked up as that sounds, but you know, it's, I don't know. The 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 one I mean that's that's one of the things I had a problem with this movie was how much fifties kind of communist shit babble was coming out of this fucking movie sometimes, and it's but it's but it I could I know what you mean by that where it's like they're finding ways to kind of hide hide it and go through and I was surprised that a movie like this actually got out. They were trying this, to not give the censors any reason to not make this movie to the point where they one of the the lead they were going to hire for the film couldn't start for a week. And the director was so worried about it. He said no. And he went with the guy he used for his first film called The Generation because mm. he was they were so worried. They're like, we finally have because, again, it's a, it's a film about people revolting in a communist right. country, right. you know, 
Which and, is what I was surprised that that, yeah. that that had even gotten out. I mean, like, I, I was joking in the beginning, you know, a, a, about, you know, in and out, extreme close-up and all the mm. shit and fucking communist babble and all the crap. But, you know, in its whole, I was very surprised with, like you mentioned earlier, like the tracking shots, the early tracking shots. Um, you know, the 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 attention to detail it goes back and forth too like they advance and then the camera stands still yeah and then like yeah you know, it's and then very cool through one take yeah. all on film which we've gone through our trials and tribulations with film which i again i was like everyone now is a freaking giant wuss because you didn't have to do it then so fucking anyway. pussies have no idea <laughs> So, my day. so oh. so so like you know that was impressive and then little details and stuff like that i thought were very impressive um i was i was, I was impressed by the guy who jumped two stories and landed and then ran which by the way <laughs> that was impressive i thought that was cool um but you know again i i know what they're trying to do i know the time frame this is filmed in i know the theatrics to it I, you know i expect that um the very beginning of the film, all I could think about was Monty Python's music and the Holy Grail and the titles in front of it because it was the same kind of theme of like music and then just titles and music and titles and it felt the same thing. I was laughing. 50s. Through the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Which is when they were taking all their stuff to make films out as references and making fun of that. Um, but there are a lot of powerful points in this. I would say the weakest for me um is the middle of the sewers is in the middle kind of aim that felt like the weakest until you got to the booby traps with the grenades and them all being pulled out um and then i think the most powerful scene um at the very end which is very feels very much like soviet era blocking kind of cinematography but it but it was very powerful in that sense and it might be cliche as fuck, but the the him breaking the fourth wall and looking dead at the camera and then going in underneath. I thought that was very, very interesting in a way to go. And the, the film is shot very beautifully. Um, don't get me wrong. It just... I think there's a lot of hidden... Again, I keep saying, you know, communist babble, kind of slow, you know, laborers and all stuff. You must be this... Uh, power like like, i don't know it just i can't bring up the references off the top of my head but it was just it like for the fourth time in a row on the sewers i'm like okay we get it fuck yep but that's just me and again um i think the the whole sewer section is the weakest but also at the end is the most powerful obviously for the obvious reasons um i know this was probably real um, with after listening to you, obviously it is. I knew that someone probably had gone through this, most likely. And I think it is a very powerful story that does not that is not told often, like you've like we both I think all of us have said. And I think it is a very good film for what it is. Um and then I think the last thing on my end was I really liked it. It was an interesting take. I don't think it's doc. It's not doctrine, but it's very interesting to watch two guys carry the thirty-four uh, from the front, and the other guy carries in the bottom, and they move together. I thought that was really 42. cool. Forty-two. Forty-two. Huh? Yeah, it's a, they carry a forty-two. No, it's a thirty-four. The forty-two they it's didn't a, carry like that. The forty-two was they, carried by one guy, and the thirty-four was carried by the double. Trust me. 
the, Trust the, me. the 42 is carried by the double, at least in the sewer, because they drop it in the sewer, and I almost cry, because I'm like... Oh, yeah, when he throws in there, <laughs> I, I was laughing, too. I was like, it. Brian's crying it's right a real now. DBF, yeah. It's a real DBF, 42. I know, yeah. and it probably um, is, you know, but, still at the bottom of their fake sewer. Something for... Oh, I'll touch on that. I actually found out something <laughs> about the sets. It's kind of interesting, but... Um, what do you call it? And I definitely uh, think they were was, demoing parts of Poland for that opening credits, Lotes. by the way. They went to the Lotz ghetto that was still around. Okay. And because if you look at, in the beginning, they, they say where they shot some of it, and it's at mm-hmm. Lotz. And, you know, Lotz was just basically a. There was a lot of Poland that was still as fuck at this point. It was only 12, 10 years after the war. But before I forget, Nate, I'll say this. So there's a funny story when they showed this at Keynes. And the a group of Americans came over to the pole. Like right after it finished, there's this huge ovation. And like these group of Americans stood up and ran over. Like, oh my God, that's an amazing movie. How, where did you ever think to fight in sewers? We never thought of that. And the writer was there and he was like, oh, well, that, that happened to me. Like that, that's what really happened to me, you know? And, and the American guy was like, yeah, cool. Good idea, buddy. And he's like, you should come to America and make some real movies. But like, you know, these guys, they, they just thought that like sewer fighting, that's cool. Like who thought of that? You know, just totally like from a literary perspective, not from like a, that, okay. Right. Communist guy, that happened. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know but it was just very interesting and it kind of shows like the and it's 57 right the, the different kind of psyches into the film and while we're on the aspect of the sewers so uh poland was still fucked up you know it's polish cinema didn't really start till the 50s and they had one studio in the whole country where they were able to film movies because also communism it's controlled you know so there was like 10 movies being made at a time and they wanted to shoot canal there but the studio said, no, you're not allowed to, to make sets here because they were worried that the sewer sets they were going to build would destroy the floors if they leaked. So they're like, you can't film here. They're like, well, what are we going to do? They're like, well, you can, there's a huge field behind the studio. Like, well, you can film there. So they're, it worked out great because they built like a huge sewer system, like four times the size they could on an actual soundstage. Hmm. And they just shot through it. And they made like some that are just some partitions and some that were like, you know, right. tubes and stuff. And, but they were able to build this huge, massive sewer complex. When the, when, when the sewer got really tiny, when she was, when he's like, leave me, you know, the whole yeah. tiny one. Wilka. You can watch the whole sewer wall go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it like wiggles a little bit. I'm like, that sets. That's cool, though. But like, mm-hmm. like again, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, take the character and the talking aside and the whole dialogue. I mean, it's very impressive to think about it. It's also very impressive to think that anyone could ever live through that. And talk about uh, a battle I would never want to do in my wildest dreams ever, you know, like, and, and that's, that's the insane part. The other thing totally makes sense about the field. Cause when they had those houses, they must've built those houses as well to be destroyed uh, for the sets, for the trench warfare thing. And that whole night and the whole nine yards. And I bet you that, um, I bet you that shot. So that was one thing I wanted to chime in. Do you remember the the the, the goofy guy who's hitting on the girl or whatever who gets killed like before the tunnels? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when he falls over into the spent shell casings, I think that's what that was. Pa- paint cans. Paint cans. Okay. Yeah. Um, it Those cuts. real tracers at night. Well, I was gonna say it cuts. There's a continuity error. Right. He's not in there. He's up against the wall, and then you see all the tracers. I'm like, that's real. Knowing, knowing. Well, you know soviet era filmmaking like that that's real <laughs> like what's really really cool and i'm sorry if i'm cutting you off or something is that i saw the tracers and i thought about it and how they are and from their shot 
and like they're, they're very grainy you know mm-hmm. they like track across the sky and i'm like that's what a tracer looks like on film when you're looking at it from the side because we've seen a bunch of footage of tracers being shot at night from from analog cameras from behind or in front of mm-hmm. you know and it's this arc and everything but from the side because of the way the grains are it's you know it like stitches its way across and by like the third or fourth one i was like holy shit like that's like you said it's soviet that's not painted that's no that's real like i thought you know, maybe angles, it was like... painted at first but the more and more i watched it and the more and more consistent it is because when you get mm-hmm. to animation i'm assuming even in the 50s you know block countries are still developing in the technology not to be like you know pristine on that and it's very it was very solid all the way through every single shot i was like that's real oh, if, yeah. if not real if not filmed at the same time it's matted over each other so oh yeah and yeah. what else was cool too like about special effects is they had a lot of crazy explosions like during the battles and stuff and the my favorite one is like they have the they're being attacked i don't know like, how that guy's knees didn't explode when he jumped oh, off a two-story <laughs> building though but, i will say that they're being attacked right and then he ran and then he immediately Mm -hmm. the ground he lands on blows up so it's like but they're being attacked and the camera's panning from like left to right and they they show the t-34 or panther whatever it is and there's a telephone pole like in the middle of the screen and it just explodes and you see like the top of it fall off like that's Hmm. fucking awesome i didn't like that that's a real fucking comp c charge like, yeah. you know, wired up and like they waited till you get to your mark and bam well then, then they were wondering why the phones were down which is fine. <laughs> right you know <laughs> yeah interesting i, I gotta yeah. call my my husband or my wife my wife no. <laughs> i'm polish i can do that it's fine <laughs> well, you said romanian when you say that I know it's a Borat joke, but it's fine. Yes, it's Borat. <laughs> my wife. My wife. Um, um, also, while we're on it, and we'll talk about it later. So, my museum actually had one of these that we used to play with, um, a Goliath. We had we put remote controls in it, and we used to drive it around. Did you it notice was... the fishing wire in front of it as they were pulling it? Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this is the only film I could think of that has Goliath. And Goliaths were heavily used. 1944 has it. Oh, Tannenberg? No, no, no. 1944. Tannenberg? Tan- Tannenberg. The, the 1944 Tannenberg line. That's n- a movie. No, 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 no. The, the the one you mentioned before, the the Polish, the other Polish uprising. Oh, one. Warsaw 44. Yeah. Or Uprising 44. Yeah, whatever Uprising, it is. whatever it is. Oh, they okay. have that in there too, I think. Interesting. I've seen a clip of that where they're all on the hmm. thing and they're on like the, the three-story layer building yep. and they put they try to put an explosive tank tread yeah. thing in there. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to look at that again, but they were heavily used during the Warsaw because they would blow up buildings and stuff. You know, it was very common tactic. Because who fucking cares about it? It's not your country. It's not your city. It's not your friendly. It's just blow it up. You know? Yeah. Um. But what's cool though is that there were two versions of Goliath, and they had both of them. And the very early one has like a looks really fucked up, and that's the one that he cuts the wire for. Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting. Um. The also the the crews were told to detonate the fucking you know tanks if they were getting attacked. But anyway. Because you had to see them to be able to do it. And they only have like a 200 meter range. They have this like crazy cart. You'd reel them on. It was like a 20 millimeter AA cart. And it mm. would, would like lock onto the Goliath. And you'd walk around like, oh, there's a tank. And, and it was electric for then, it. right? Yeah, it, too ba- it was a uh, remote controlled to like 12 volt batteries. And it had a, it was kind of like, you, you saw the, the cable. It was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a like strange I said, I analogy, but it's kind of like a t- like a tomahawk. Because they have a cable too you control it with. Right. But obviously it's a remote control. Right. So 
I just that was the cool Polish to see. were pulling yeah. it. We'll pull it. We're pulling it towards them with the fishing wire to make it rule. Oh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, for that's sure. That's obviously what was happening to blow up their own buildings. Yes, yeah. that's how it gets. There's a big reel in the basement, and there's two guys <laughs> going like this. You know? Yeah, but that was that was fucking cool to see a Goliath. You know, even the cable looked kind of right too. That that dark coaxial. It wasn't just like a fishing line out the back. You know, because <laughs> they, they were big. To talk about uniforms and stuff like that, and and kind of stuff that I'm not real familiar with. Um, of this of this kind of conflict, I guess. Um, I mean, what did you guys think of the the uniforms and all that kind of stuff and the, how they were dressing? I mean, obviously, partisan forces are going to grab whatever they can get. Don't get me wrong. I said, and they were also wearing Polish caps and all that kind of stuff. But um, were the Germans like, or any of the stuff they had looking like, oh my god, what the hell is that? The SS guy at the end looked horrible, but it's because. You know, it's that's nineteen fifty. Yeah. He had like he, he had a, a regular tunic, but with like silver shoulder boards. He did look a little I, off. I know yeah. what they're going for. It's Same, like yeah. if somebody lived through the war and then twelve years later had to make a German and didn't really have a lot of photos or stuff, like and recall it off they, the memory. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. guys had silver on the top. Like they, from memory, whatever. That's an okay job. We've seen a know? lot worse. I feel like. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, nah. combat. Combat four years later is a million times worse than anything in this. Yeah, but that was also not in Europe. Yeah, um, but so still no, same like, time frame. So the silver shoulder boards and everything like that. Um, so the guy was a Schaffuhrer, right? Which is like a corporal, basically. Um, he would have had whatever. Uh, don't want to get into that. Like the silver that you saw was like a decorative, like um, kind of a parade dress silver um that very very early ss units had uh his tunic was completely fucked up it was wrong it was like a basically like a fucking civilian dress basically that they put ss you know collar tabs on and everything but like um and he had an army helmet on no not gonna happen with two decals not gonna happen um which is fucked up because here's the thing is like the polish guys their uniforms, or what you would call a uniform, a lot of like civilian dress shit, which is okay, not totally accurate, but like okay, I get it. They had a lot of SS smocks on, right? Which would have been accurate because there were SS personnel, there were often SS personnel in Warsaw at that point that could have killed them and then taken that and said, "Oh, this looks cool. It's camouflage. Great." Also, with the helmets they had, the poles in this film, um, they completely rubbed off the decals and they put the Polish, like, dual color, the red and white, on on their uh, helmets, right? Mm -hmm. Either a stripe or on a decal-like basis, right? Very accurate. Yeah. Very cool. Nice little touch. A lot, um, a lot of attention to detail. I felt like it. it just, you can tell when that happens. You can tell who's got the detail and who doesn't. Is yes, what I'm trying to say. And they, and, they, and they definitely um um like with the uh the combination of the German uh, field gear, we'll just say, and the Polish resistance insignia, mm -hmm. which was not official really, but like they would have the um ah, uh, Bart or whoever else is listening to this that's from Poland. The uh, the eagle, mm -hmm. the eagle, the Polish eagle that they yeah, still yeah, wear. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot what it's. I I've seen the Polish name for it. I just cannot 
for the life of me, me remember. Either. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember what it's called. Yeah. But so the, the captain or whatever, the lieutenant, he's wearing an SS M41, like field made. Um, it looked like a uh, plane tree one, two, uh, could be three, four, but like mm-hmm. it was an SS cap. And then he had, um, he had that, the, the Polish insignia on it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was also a guy wearing a dot 44 tunic. Now that was cool. Yes. It was very cool because at this point, yes, they would have been able to get that because they would have killed somebody who was wearing that because it was a new uniform. And like, I think so Brian, was that like March or April of 44? They started like issuing that. It's hard to say. I mean, right. It is very, it's very, yeah. P dot is a very strange camo to to track. But what Mm -hmm. I can say is that it showed up in heavy numbers with the ninth and the 11th SS or the 12th SS in Normandy. And then the 12th SS is really the first unit to get completely outfitted with, with dot because they were all kids and they go to Normandy. And then like from, from, from then on, as the units get rebuilt, they just, well, and the 17th as well had that too. And it's like, 17th had a lot of smocks, actually. They had smocks no, and no, but like, rails. They also had dot forty-four, like when they were in Normandy, because they were all these guys. What's funny is like, okay, little nerd fucking tangent here. <clears throat> when Normandy happened, there were not a lot of German units in that area. It was a colossal fuck up logistically. And so they're like, all right, you guys going to the Eastern Front? No, you're going here now. And they would get issued things like that. So the 17th had, yeah, they had smocks and everything. Um, the 12th, again, they were a newer unit, but they were also still in Germany when, like, for the most part, when that happened, so they could easily get guys up there. Uh, and the, I think they were, they were, they were the regimental reserve around Paris because they got to the the coast on the evening of the 6th. The 12th. Some regiments, the 12th. There was, they almost yep. pushed the British back into the sea because they, for a very brief time, they split the link between Juno and Sword for like an hour. Right, but then, then, they, then they also back. retreated to Khan. Oh, after a few, a few weeks, yeah. but No, a few the, days. Well, they were a few the, days. Well, they didn't take Khan until late July, but they were at the Abbey mostly. I know, but, like, but, but they were like, they, they got fucked up initially and they were like, oh shit, we don't have support. And they were an entire fucking brand new division but they were uh so long story short, we'll not we're not getting into that, but like um they were issued yet dot forty fours. Yeah, the new drillic uh material, it was HPT, and then the 17th got a few of them. And so now that I'm actually saying that, I question the 17th how... was the first unit that fought the Americans. They rushed up from southern France, and they were also the unit that yes. did the, the Sir Glastomer uh, massacre on the 8th. They ran into the Americans at Bloody Gulch uh, in Carentan yeah. on the uh, evening of the 12th into the 13th. And as far as I could tell, they had MP44s and sniper veils and no dot 44 because there's no accounts of American soldiers that have fought SS troops at that time that talk about encountering dot because it was an older unit. They had mostly smocks. Now, as you get replacement units to go into Normandy, though, like I said, that's when you have it really show up. But okay, the 12th so, was the definitive first SS unit that showed up anywhere that had full Okay, dot. so with, with so. that being said, how would a dot 44 tunic show up in Warsaw at this point in September of 44? Well, it's a three-month campaign, so we have uh, August, September, and October, mm-hmm. and all the units that were funneled into there. So most of the units are coming from the west, straight from Germany, so they refit. Nothing's coming from the east. Only the Russians are coming from the east. So it depends. I mean, they threw everything into Warsaw. They they flew. They threw Sturm Tigers into Warsaw. The only known footage of Sturm Tigers firing is from Warsaw. 
um, they threw the Derwanga Brigade into Warsaw, where they just raped and murdered their way through the city. You know, like they threw everything. They, they were on the east, though, correct? Well, they were th- at this point in time. Warsaw was the eastern front. The Russians were on the eastern side of the Shtula across the river. Yeah, and so this is the front line. So they threw the Derlevanger Brigade into Warsaw. Oh yeah, and they point. fucked. They they massacred at least sixty thousand people. They they suggest they think. So at least two hundred thousand civilians all were right, killed. So so all that shit aside, and just side note, forty four tunic. Be realistic at this point in September of forty four in Warsaw. Yeah, because if you look at Arnhem, which is the same month, in two SS divisions, there's shit tons of dot. Because the the Frunsberg and the ninth, the twelfth and the ninth just got refitted after Normandy, so they were all like had tons of shit, and they went that September of forty four, and we're talking about equidistant state from Berlin, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, yeah. Warsaw, so yep. yeah, just depends who went through, but I totally think it's possible. What I don't think is right, the, all the shit the guy, the, the ranking stuff he put on it, like that's a little whatever, but it was really cool to see, you know, a guy squared away with that. Funnily enough, you do see shit like that in Indochina, and to a small extent. Oh God! South yeah. Korea in in the fifties yeah. because they sent a shit yep. ton of dot forty four to Indochina and South Korea. So there's a whole unit of rock marines. Work. I know, right? It's, it's not fucking, gonna fucking work. It's too bright. Well, dot is great in retrospect, but it's the original ACU in a lot of ways. It really doesn't work in a lot of places. I, I well, UCP ACU is the cut of the uniform. It's oh, yeah. not the actual pattern. Mm-hmm. But yeah, UCP is like it was like a a radical fucking. Oh, we got this pattern here. It's it's universal. It works everywhere, and they, that's exactly what Dot Forty Four was. It's like, oh, it'll work everywhere. It'll be fine. And, and then, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, the, do you know the biggest problem with Dot was probably not the die. The dyes were too weak, and as the war went on, they used less and less dyes, so it would rain and they turn fame. white. Yeah, yeah. So most fame. of the original, because I had a buddy that collected SS camouflage, and he's like, you can tell original Dot because it's basically white, like it fades so much. The stuff that like made its way into the field, the stuff that like stayed in Dachau and a supply closet, and some guy was like, "Well, bring this back home to Michigan," you know, that fucking stayed green. But the stuff that got issued and was in the elements, it it just turns white, and you yeah. see that in some photos too. Like it's just very funny. This so. is H- HBT cloth at that point. Sorry, the Germans made the best things ever, though. You know, it's great. It's not like the MG forty two is jammed all the time because the lacquer rounds fucking suck shit, and that their camouflage fucking turned white, and their gas was purple. But <laughs> all their fucking food was like you know, Ursa. Anyway, they're the best fucking nation in the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I always have to dig into the Third Reich myth when I can. Yeah, but yeah, it's know, possible. Sarca- sarcasm is literally like um, food in a communist country. You either get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. That's, that's the way it goes. F- fucking topical. There you go. Yep. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, like Dodd 44, a great concept, right? And it did, I guess, work in a it's few a, places. It's a really cool camo. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. In, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But again, so is UCP. When, when, it, when, when UCP first came out, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. And then yeah. I had to wear that shit. And I was like, oh, this is the most terrible shit ever. Yeah. It does not work. It's like, it's like. Know. The G41 is the worst punk of shit you'll ever fucking see in your life, and it's $8,000. Uh, yeah. yeah, and when they came out, though, guys were like, a semi-automatic 10-shot fucking rifle that I can yeah. load with clips? I can oh fucking... Oh, God. I'm going to hold this with my cold, dead hands because I can't use it. I'll dead. Fucking <laughs> the thing's going to jam, you know? Right. But like, you know, it's like, never fired, yeah. only dropped once? Like, never fired. 
<laughs> there you go. That, oh, yeah. that's what we should do is start saying that about German weapons that were like the yeah. experimental well, ones. Well, yeah, well, not experimental. There's standard issue because, yeah, you know, your, your G41 is not going to work. And then your G43 is going to explode. And then your MP44, it was made at a concentration camp, doesn't have the gas ports drilled all the way through the barrel because they, you can get away with that. So you just have a really expensive bolt action. Where all the magazines are really fucking finicky hey, and they never fucking work. You see these four X's on the side of your P38? Well, that's the, all the times it failed the heat stamp or the heat <laughs> treatment. But because we're out of slides, we lowered the standards. So you now have this gun that's good. Brian, send me your G41, and I'm going to make a bunch of never fire only dropped once fucking videos, and I'm going to explode the fucking internet with the Veraboos. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm, well, I'm gonna to fucking explode it. You have to have, like, an SS guy, like, totally I've kidding out, like, cursed 1943, like, ready to go, and then he raises it, and the bolt goes through his fucking face. <laughs> like, you know? You've never, you've never heard Veraboo? No, I love really? that. That's, that's an old fuck, saying. I love, yeah, oh, that's a very old. It, it, there's so many of them. Like it's pre-COVID. <laughs> pre-COVID. Yeah, that's an well, old very saying. Very pre. Yeah. Oh fucking. yeah. That's a long I think time. I've heard it like a long time ago, but I, I, but now, dude. That, now that so I today I made a video about, about chicken abuse, wire, like, right? And like, and I was like, for one part of it, I put on a fucking yeah, SS I, I cover. It, yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, the Veraboos are gonna fucking go ape shit because. He's wearing a plate tree three four pattern cover, and he's wearing a fucking hair tunic. What the fuck? And it's like, well, it's for a video, man. I'm just trying to give you the how dare example. you appropriate German? No, culture. but that's that's <laughs> what they would do. Like, yeah, appropriate Germany. Yeah, I should I should really start appropriating World War II Germany. I should really start doing that. We were going to do I that should... fucking, we had that whole series where when you were going to fucking like be at the range, fucking with a G41 and turn around the camera. This is what happens when you try to shoot a G41 in the winter. You know, like fucking. Well, no, I don't think it's going to work. Like van down by the river. No, I don't think it's going to work. No, it won't. it won't. I think it'll, it, I think, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll clean it. What, I will no, what you it do very is lightly. You, you take your bayonet and you hold it over your arm. <sighs> Fucking, you know, so you javelin. Them. Javelin. Yeah. It's a javelin. Yeah. Oh, that's where they got the name for that thing. Exactly. That kills yep. tanks in Ukraine. But well, I, the problem uh, was oh, is that you know, the, the G forty one didn't work, so they made the G forty three work a little bit too well. So you know, yeah, it's a little bit, a <laughs> little bit too powerful. And well, hey, it took. It's it not like the ammo. The Grand. It took five years for them to realize that the gas trap system on the Grand was a piece of shit, and they got rid of it. And the Germans yes. were. The Germans were three quarters of the way along, but then, you know, the B-17 showed up. So, <laughs> so they almost got there. Yeah. Warsaw. No, Let's bring I it. Want to, I want to trigger bring fucking Veraboos. Warsaw. Big I'm time. Reeling the World War II. Well, they didn't. They never Stream found a Moss 40 prototype. Warsaw. So they didn't even... Let's pull it back. You're just going to cut this all out anyway. No, I'm not. I do. <laughs> It's no, interesting, not, brother. No, you I mean, like, we... Fed Smoker, have I sent you? Nathan, you've seen Fed Smoker. That's I, exactly. I have, but I'm not also not doing Brian's interpretation of the South where it's fucking, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage. So, it's no, fine. but you you literally just did Fed Smoker. Well, so bring it back to Warsaw, brother. Nathan. <laughs> Gonna go up no. to Mountaintop. No, Brian, Brian, you've never Let seen me tell Fed you Smoker. About Arlie Ermey. Sorry. He's, you've never seen Fed Smoker. Nate has. You've shown me him before. Yeah. When the fuck did I, Was it earlier? Like, Some point in the last two years. I don't anyway, know. Warsaw. Bring it back. Okay, we'll bring it back. But, like, Nate, you literally just fucking did Fed Smoker. 
while you were saying, hey, Orso, let's just bring it back, brother. Let's bring it back right, right now. All right. That's exactly what you fucking did. Do not deny it. It might might not have been intentional, but you fucking did it. Own it. No, look it up. Safe search off. Don't be a pussy. All right. Let's, let's <laughs> fucking pull it back. I just want to show this quick. I found that clip I was talking about. So um, one thing I, I did want to talk about about the actual scene of the movie um, was when they were. Yeah. Oh, there's that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Isn't that fucking cool? That is cool. And then, yeah. and then, but the, like I said, I the missed funniest that. thing I must, is he I wonders. I should not have been looking at it because I yeah. was cleaning it off. He wonders why they have no they have no comms after that. It's like. Bam! It just blew your fucking entire pole up. But dude, that's totally a fucking like comp something. Yeah, that's, 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 that's oh, it's demo, it's, yeah. it's it's something powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. The the one the, the scene I was going to talk about, Brian. <laughs> if you want to pull up, is when they're in the city. Um, when they just yeah. get in the city, they show the first that, shots of the city when they're in it. Oh, the Piat. He never actually cocks that. That's what pissed me off. Have you ever it's cocked like, a Piat, dude? Oh, I have. It's fucking a bitch. Okay, oh. congratulations. Thank you for your service, Brian. No, it's like no, 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 dude. It, it, there's not enough time in the movie to show them cocking the Piat. I'm not joking. It, it's no, a, but it's like really he just throws time. the fucking round in the end, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, yeah. Okay, it's also well, time. sorry. It's also self charging. You know that after when it fires a round, you have to cock it once, and then every time yeah, you I fire know, it, 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 it goes. Yeah, but like, so you can just go one, two, three, and, and along the path. But, yeah, um, but like cocking a Piat, yeah, not good. But like these guys would have had to fucking do it on the first shot. So, oh yeah. So, so the shot I'm talking about is when they they show the city, and it's actually it was really interesting because i saw in the Where? background and i was like uh forward 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 oh the kid at the blockade yeah full of uh full of luggage and carts and things and wearing a fucking french m26 yeah i saw that too yeah <laughs> which yeah. also is actually very accurate i'm not gonna lie but it's this barricade bit right here that I the, fu- the kid not giving a shit oh it's a tiger tank right <laughs> taking yeah. fucking you see the wall for the end of the studio yeah, I I liked that though a lot. I liked that, <laughs> yeah. that attention to detail there. Uh, yeah. I, it was very cool. Um, it's again, you know, they filmed it in the places that it happened, so a lot of these people remember what happened, so they wanted to add to it, and it really shows. You know, it's like there's not a lot of times you have a population that you're using for your film. That Brian, do you want to mute the, the film so you're not yelling? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Thank no stampy forty four though. You're you're yelling when the movie was coming out. It's funny. Uh but the yeah, the to chime in on the tigers, man, they were covered there was there were some that, wacky, that not a fucking tiger. wacky but, camouflage there. Well, it's funny because this I like the shot too. That's a long They look like T thirty fours disguised as the, tigers. The thirty four eighty fives disguised as Panthers or Tigers. And what's funny is is that there's a movie that comes out after this. Um they wouldn't, the 80, the they wouldn't have 80 they wouldn't have 80 wait hold on they wouldn't have 84s by the time this happens wouldn't it have been t 85 85s came yeah. out in early 44 absolutely they would have I because they had I don't know my tanking my tank because stuff, they had issues with t the 76 millimeter gun um not being able to penetrate german armor in stalingrad in early in like early 43 okay. so they upgraded to an 85 millimeter that came I trust out right you. after kursk or before i trust you yeah after oh, kursk, you're out of my the soviets league. were like you're out of my league you're full, it's all over my head after I kursk didn't. the soviets were like oh shit right i've been inside a 76 t-34 and an 85 t-34 and they're horrible tanks i never want to go back inside them again they're way too cramped but they're amazing <laughs> tanks they're, yeah. they're really they're terrible that's the thing is like everybody was like bitching about the sherman it's like that has the best egress possibility oh sherman's the best tank of the tank. war I don't give a shit yeah. who the fuck you are. They're the best tank of the world. And it's like, because you're going to panther. Well, I don't like, know, Brian. The skin's awfully thin on a Sherman. 
Yeah, go fucking get inside of one. You know, fucking. I've been inside of one. Not for oh, me, yeah. but here's the thing: is like the fucking thing you can get out of it. Oh yeah, I, I, tons, so especially I, later I will, ones. I will say about this film: I was not expecting the sewers to be the rest of the film. I was not expecting mm-hmm. that. Yeah, which I can well, understand. Canal, I can understand why. Canal means sewer in Polish. So oh, okay. I thought I thought I thought the film was called Canal. <laughs> no, that's not kinky anal. That's a different thing. <laughs> oh. Holy time. No, I'm not going to go there. No, 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 no. Don't you go there, Mike. No, I'm not going to add a giant long beep in here. Okay, don't do it. Don't do it. Behave yourself. <laughs> and as far as I know, the sewers, are the right proportions for the real sewers. I, I, I again, One guy like, wanted to kill himself. Like, it, I can understand the psychology of everything for the rest of this film. Like, I know I was giving a shit in the beginning. I do applaud it for that. I just wish it wasn't fucking communist era. Because, man, if it was, if, if Poland just wasn't behind the wall, it'd be really interesting. But I, I disagree with that to an extent because look at Warsaw or Uprising 44. And obviously, it's a modern film, but it's still no, but a Polish but, film. No, but that, but no, but that, that, that's a generational problem. Like, that's, that's a. That, that's as, a theater. That's a, that's a filmmaking generational problem. As this is the exact same problem for its era. I mean, you know? look, I'm not. I'm not going to be biased here. If it was made in America, it would be just some patriotic fucking Polish like blah 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 patriotic. Like I know it would do that. Like don't the get closest me wrong, thing I'm just that, saying that an American film comes to this, like in a way, in the same time frame, is uh, Hell is for Heroes with Steve McQueen. Because that's the only, like, not patriotic war film. It's like, we're in the shit, and we have to get out of the shit, and there's 12 of us. So, how are we going to do this? Right. Um, but. Love that movie, by the way. We have to do it. Oh, we do. Soon. <laughs> He's got two commando nets on. Fucking, it's great. And he bought his own half check for the movie, too. That's a great one. The best movie for a grease gun as well. Besides the scenes in Hacksaw Ridge. There's some really good grease gun scenes in that. But oh, Don't let Michael hear you uh, say that. Jesus. This is, hey, man, listen. You know, the broken clock's right twice a day. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna yeah, fly through Kevin, the ether. Well, if he chick, was here, he could defend it. Yeah. <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge Daisy, is the though. greatest movie ever made. You're not here to say no, Michael. Made by our Lord and Savior. 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 Ah, Savior. Mel Gibson. Okay, <laughs> his name should not be tarnished. No, it's, anyway, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's she's even with the septic filled shit like this. Yes, which was Ugh. dumb. I um, I did think still they... a nine out of ten. Still a nine, <laughs> solid nine. I oh br- oh Brian, they showed the watch and I laughed because I have two of them. Oh, the, really? Of the, yeah, oh, of the same, funny. same dial and everything. Oh, Brian, yes, Brian, yes. Yes, yes, Brian, I have my watch. Yes. <laughs> Look at my Polish watches, yes. Um, no, I, I, I saw that and I laughed because there's two of them on my desk behind there. <laughs> so I was like, I'm trying to repair them because one of them works and one of them doesn't keep time well. So I thought that was cool. Mm, kind of like you in a nutshell. But hey. Well, no shit. What? Why I'm always late is because I'm fucking running on seven year old watches. <laughs> what I thought was interesting was when yeah, this scene, when he literally just fucking abandons him and he lies to the to the commander. Well, they're they're, they're so you know, fucked like, up because like there's no oxygen down there. Like mm-hmm. there's like very little, and it's 
the smell and the gases that would have been like they would have been breathing in. It's oh, like, get me out, get me out now. I would do. Oh, there, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. Like there, it's just fucking. With the that chick that killed herself lo- and they found the dead end, like fuck this, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, dude, you're done. Like, mm-hmm. there's no breathe. Like, oh god, I don't know if you guys have smelled like septic gas. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, so I smelled it the whole entire time I was watching this in my head. I'm like, this is hell. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just like yeah. gagging. And yeah. when they fall in the shit and they're walking through, I'm like, that is literally uh, I mean, right okay, now. okay. Fucking Christ. Brian, I have a question. I have a what if I have a hypothetical what if question for you. Yes. Okay. If someone dropped that MG forty two in like a Ryan Dunn jackass septic system and you had to go down and do it would you do it well there's this thing called magnet fishing (laughs) no 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 you you either you leave and it disappears forever or you jump in that moment and go get it would you do it i'm good oh i do it water washes everything off except for (laughs) sin but you know that's that's the only thing nathan some Nathan, some stains can't get out. Have you ever put curry in <laughs> look, a Tupperware look, dish? Look, if there's no consequences to having a MG42 in my life, I'm sorry. I'm jumping in shit to get an MG42. I don't care. <laughs> hey, look, it's Nathan. Yeah, it's me right there. <laughs> Crawling through. Also, if you were wounded and you were in a sewer. Oh, that guy was uh, fucked. The guy who got shot in the shoulder. You're, you're, and you're fell done. In. Yeah. Like, uh, you are done. Sk- even if you get out, you're done. Oh, you're fucking, yeah. the infection is going to be so insane. And it's like, yeah, the amount of literal shit that they had to crawl through and everything, it's like, yeah, you're, you're it's over, bud. Now it's I know fine. where fucking Shawstank stole its goddamn fucking plot line. That's why his real name was Sikorsky beforehand because he's a fucking Dufresne. No. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, again, random cliche things aside, this is a very powerful film. And I I do think it is very much worth the time to watch it at least once. Like, look, I've watched a lot of terrible Eastern Bloc movies in film school. This doesn't even scratch half of the ones that I fucking had right here. The fucking zoom up that you just fucking talked about. Oh, it it's happens. Like, oh, that zoom in happens like eight times, and just on this character. And the acting is so fucking overdone at this point. Well, it's, it's theater like, acting. It's 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 fifties Eastern Bloc theater acting. Like we yes. see it in in the other Soviet films that Brian's twisted our arms to see. I mean, like again, <laughs> <laughs> again, like. <laughs> <laughs> the face i i yep. i i appre- i appreciate what goes into this 110 percent. don't get me wrong it's just like any 1950s movie from any country i soldier through things i just can't i just that just kill me sometimes and also just, i did like the know. fact that they had steam coming off the fucking sewage right here right and because dude there's a chemical reaction going on. There's a decomposition process going on and sewage is very hot. And I can't even imagine like just fucking my feet or like smelling that, like going through that. 
Because again, these are the sewers. Even mix, even if you didn't have gas, and I feel like you'd have a lack lack of oxygen, especially if stuff's not moving for a long time. You, you well, seem no, to know I mean, a lot about like, sewers, yeah. Mike. You know, did, did did you go through the sewers with Charlie? It's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about that. I, don't, I really, I feel like shit saying that because it's a very powerful movie and stuff. But the fucking he, he goes, the one where he's like, "Live day of my life, D." They go into the sewers and they take their clothes off. Hold them above their heads. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have dry clothes after the sewage just weighs over you. You know, fuck <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I I oh, think yeah. they nailed down the the fake sewage really well in sets. It's so gross. And, it's, yeah. it's fucking like absolutely. It seems to were... get worse and as the, the fact, movie goes on and more the chunkier. F- and the fact, yes, yes, I agree with that. That's across certain barriers of like yeah it... moving. the The thing is, is that with it, thank God it's black and white, oh. because then they don't have to worry about color. Because this could just be like vegetable mat, vegetable matter they're throwing in there, you know, and stuff like that yeah, to make it look well, like so, that. No, so funny, there goes the forty-two. Funny side note: when they filmed the movie Paris is Burning in the nineteen sixties, they shot it in black and white, and it's about the liberation of Paris. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a big problem because they filmed it in Paris, and they filmed it at the original locations where the Germans were in Paris. And there's a scene where they're going to the German headquarters in Paris, the original building, and it's tons of, of German banners with swastikas, right? Tons of them, right? And in Mike's the movie, they look, they look, they look great. But long story short, in reality, they were all green because they would not allow them to have red bannered swastika flags because of the war and everything. So for production, they made them green with whites, you know, with the Hockenkreutz and everything. So they looked the, the same in black and white. So it's funny the things that you can do, you know, because of whatever reason right. to, you know, use black and white to your advantage. Because that just looks like, I mean, this is them like. You ever like waste. get buried in like dirt up to your waist? Yeah, that just looks sewage. that just looks like someone cut a bunch of potatoes and put in some water there. Quick no, sand. that looks like shit. <laughs> it's like it's like the garbage pit from fucking Star yeah. Wars. That's yes. literally. It's the foam. It's foam. Yeah. It's like little. Um... Okay, whatever the fuck it is, it's still shit. When my dad was had like to... eight or nine, he was playing in his Look, yard. Mike, you're like half stepped... almost gagging here, so it makes me he feel stepped... like... Yeah, I am. Dude, <laughs> Nathan, wait, let me finish. Fucking... I want Mike to... My father <laughs> was playing in his yard. He was like 10 years old, and he was running around having fun, and he stepped on the lid to the it. septic tank, and it cracked, and he fell into it. And my father had to get taken out of the septic tank. And he says to this day that the most disgusting thing ever was that when he walked away, his, sque- his shoes squish, 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 oh. squish, for all the diarrhea coming out. So, yeah. There's your gag it's, reflex. If I don't give a listening. fuck if that's foam. I don't give a fuck what it is. It's black and white. It's, it's, it's shit. hot shit on burrito day. That's for damn sure. All the smoke coming off the matches. <laughs> well, it's not a good idea to light a match down there. If it lights, it's... Well, I had the one good. scene early on where... And it was crazy no, too. Like... <laughs> it was crazy too because you know they they fucking miss the goddamn exit because they see the sign on the wall. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, the, the, I love Janik, and then they're like, "Oh, that's crazy!" And then on the other fucking side of it, it's the it's the entrance they're looking for. Like again, it's just the the movie does a really good job, and I would never in the world want to ever go through this fucking scenario ever in my life. The two uh, things yeah. that did it yeah. for me and like the, the striking was when they came to the grate and they just, that's it. 
like you know you see freedom but you're dead um and the end when it's like oh yeah i see what you mean nate yeah see it wobbly (laughs) it's like yeah when he goes when he goes back into the hole and it's the series at the end of the movie and i was like really dude what like god damn it but it's such a good ending it's it's a good ending it's a good end now let's just be real here i wasn't a man i don't know damn no he didn't go back in there but if you but if you look at it poetically and symbolically it makes sense and an ending for a film a hundred percent poetisha there's no huh (laughs) it's just a little line Uh, okay poetic isn't it definitely though like she's a solid nine like that would have kept me going if i was in his situation i would have like without her i would have fallen out a long time ago and just rotted in the fucking sewers. Well, what's nice though is that she's not just a piece of ass. She's actually a good actor or actress or whatever. Right. And she, so, right. You know, actor. Are you fucking sexist? I mean, come on. Good God. She today has, it's all actress. Actress is sexist today. Let's. Oh, is it? Uh, no. So yeah. We're changing things. Pied Piper's coming yeah. back. That, that's a thing for <laughs> the last 10 years. Yeah. The Pied Piper. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> I do like his line though when he goes crazy. He's like, "You'll never hear it. You're too dumb to hear it." <laughs> and like walks away. It's like, I did like the Dante line and like the whole thing. Like the like, yeah, yeah. He saw yeah, people like, covered yeah. in filth. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah, it's not, Dante's Inferno. Who are you quoting? <laughs> not me. You know, it's Dante. Right. Oh, Nate, slabside MP40. Yeah, I saw. We'll probably see in the IMDb, but yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, there were a lot of cool, cool fucking dream guns. And then the, the, the scene too, where they kill the German soldier earlier on, and they, they hit him with a rock. That was yeah, yeah. Oh, that was pretty gross. Like that well, they was use like unexpected. clay. They use like clay or something when they do it. Because yeah, they had to because like face. it got worse each time they hit him with a rock. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that looks way too real. Oh shit, that is a slab side. Fuck, yep. that is a, a lot sexy of fucking gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was a lot of fucking cool guns in this. Yeah, there there really were. Um, I saw a Radom too. That was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. The 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 V's thirty five. Yep. I saw a Duo. It's there's a gun I'm trying to buy. Very. It's the gun that they call like the woman's gun or something. That it's a little twenty five. Do we want to jump into IMFCB since we're talking about guns? Because we should. Well, no. Let, I'm just let's gonna not skip to the yet. end of this, Nate, and then we'll jump into that. How about this? Oh, it's fucking great. A little bit of a V's thirty five. That's nice. Little bit. Nice. Just, just, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's nothing special. It's I keep just trying a, to get one of those, man. And they, fucking they, these thirty-five. They constantly are so fucking expensive, dude. It's that thing is like in twenty twenty. I was like, I was sick as fuck, and I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'll bid twelve hundred on this bitch. Brian, why don't, why don't you get to the to the scene you want to get but go, mike go ahead i'm just skipping yeah it. anyway i was like i'll bid 1200 on this bitch i probably won't get it it came i won it. it it's got a fucking holster it's a wartime production of course but like i'm like cool i have an example now i've never shot the fucking thing what'd you pay for it that much 12 uh, with fees and everything it was like 1350 wow I mean, I, I believe it. I mean, I'm not saying wow. It's like no, no, no. But, it, but just, it was like it was yeah. like it was like I I just want one, and then yeah. Oh, I have yeah, I, I have a gun nerd question to ask you real quick. A what? A gun nerd question to ask you. 
Okay. Danish Crag. What would what did you pay for yours? An 1889? Yeah. What I paid for mine is not accurate for the uh, market. Um, Just notice the gonna, German fucking you're gonna pay. In the back. Psst. Yeah, that's Psst. very cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hold on. Pause that right there. Um, really quick, the Danish Craig. Now you're looking at about twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. So I paid three hundred and fifty bucks for mine. Yeah, let's let's do the podcast and yeah, then we can yeah, talk yeah. about that afterwards. Yeah. So I, I I really 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 want uh, one. yeah they're fucking smooth as a baby. I want ass. one for my Danish like setup mm-hmm. to be done. Oh yeah. yeah, dude, I would love to get a Danish impression together. We should get Danish World War II impressions together. Okay, stop. This is gonna be a four hour fucking conversation. <laughs> no, it's not. So, no, 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 I'm done. No, no, he's no, not no, talking no, about you, you. He's talking about me. You don't understand what you're no. Oh, with Listen, him with Danish shit? Shut up. You can talk about this whenever you so, want. So, you want to know the difference between 1902 Madsen? I'm going to leave. No. In per- <laughs> no, no, dick Listen. sack. We're doing the podcast. I just fucking I know, said we're doing know, the podcast. Just, uh, that's the joke. Let's go. Right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know Nathan has fucking message production companies about reproduction. Dan- don't talk to him about <laughs> Danish uniforms, please. Anyway. Okay. 1,200. Warsaw. Bam. Bring That's the final back. answer for the 1889. Anyway, okay, Nate's it. the guy anyway. to talk to about Danish stuff for uniforms, but not now. Anyway, yeah. Okay, okay. Noted. I'm not getting custom buttons done. Anyway. So no, no, no go back, Brian. A- go back to the S. <laughs> oh yeah, he's wearing just like a fucking no undershirt. Like no undershirt. An American class A shirt, base or no? That's a Polish military shirt uh, from the 50s. It looks like no undershirt whatsoever. Uh, let it go a little bit more. Well, I'll say this is like, you know, to somebody who's been victimized by the Germans, this is what an arrogant Nazi looks like from memory, you know, rule like proper and prim. All right. But... Stop, stop, stop. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Okay. Yeah. Not really. He doesn't look prim and proper at all. I, I mean, from the perspective, I know of, what Brian's saying. I, yeah, I know what you're, you're saying too, of, but like a... they could have done a better fucking job. If I asked my grandmother what she thinks a Nazi is, she'd say that guy perfectly. Like, well, yeah, I mean, anybody wearing gray basically is like. Well, that's what I mean. It's from from the memory of the population, you know. Right. That's exactly what they wanted to protect. But here's the thing: is like, he, yeah, his shit's all. He okay. I guess my point is basically they got the army guys correct, they got the Polish guys really correct, they fucked this up so egregiously bad. I'm that's like, a German tunic, though. You know what it is. It's an M thirty seven. It's an officer. It's a. It's no. a. It's a walking out tunic. No, it's a Luftwaffe tunic. It's a Fliegerblast. Because look at the slanted pockets. Well, the SS had the on the M thirty seven SS. This cut. is all you guys. They had the slanted shit. pockets. I don't know shit yes, about this. yes, yeah. they were. I really don't care. But interesting. I no, know they had the like, open lapels too. That was an early. But also, like, yeah, there's no undershirt. There's no nothing. Um, well, again, to to a Polish nation. But also, the belt buckle. Look at the belt buckle. It's silver, and it's supposed to be one of the one of the. No, look at the belt buckle closer. Let it play for a little bit. <laughs> All right, check it out. It's a. Uh, it's a rad. It's a fucking yeah, railway a service. Again, buckle. it's wrong but to a victimized population of trying to make Nazis. Sure, but they did but get right. Here's though, the, they got they everything have... else right. That's the thing is, like, I'm just baffled by well, it. I'm like, because that's a real German tunic and the correct sleeve eagle. 
And then that's a real fucking 251 behind but, him. But he's also wearing... He, no, he's at... We'll get to it in a second. Yep. Okay. So this guy's SS. He's got this sleeve eagle. He's got... So he's a... Way too small helmet. Way too small. And it's also an army helmet. It's got a fucking uh, tri tricolor decal. Um... Yeah, and he's like a private. Okay, so he's a strum man. Okay. He's also got his sleeves rolled up without his fucking collar being undone, which is fucked up. But like, because that, that would have been, especially the SS, like they would have had the same standards and like they would have done that. However, yeah, I, I understand completely 100% what you're saying and I agree with it. I'm just saying, why did they get everything fucking else right? There's just a few little details they completely fucked. I mean, completely shit the bed on. But everything else is great. Yep. That's a, that is a really early Augusta Probably. fit. It doesn't even have the upper armor on it. It's got the, the little fet mount they basically put onto it. They didn't put the shield. I will, so oh, it's I, very early. Yeah. I, I will, oh, it's very I, rare. I will say it. I will say it probably like this. It's like what's important in the production getting stuff on their side. Right? Well, exactly. The exactly. Side that they don't care about. And we're you know? both. We're all nerds. And so we know. And these guys, the, again, if they would have gotten nothing correct, okay, pause it for a sec. If they would have gotten nothing correct and it was all fucked up, I'd be like, okay, doesn't matter. But the fact is they got so many things correct on the uniforms, on the fucking vehicles. And it's like, I, I don't know. How yeah, shit looks get, in water. It, like, was a movie, it was a movie from the collective memory of a population. You know, so you're gonna get eighty percent. Yeah, how shit looks in water, it's foam. I get it. Fuck it, whatever. It looks like shit. But also, yeah, he's got he's got a fucking hair M thirty five on. You see that? Hey, hey, are those BGS Y straps? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, but here do not do not fucking move the frame, Brian. For one to to address your first point. No, because he's not wearing wire straps. B, um, he's also is. wearing the early, uh, when you were saying like the, the silver straps, yeah. that's a lieutenant strap and he's wearing a oh, fucking, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thing, he, doesn't, he doesn't have an officer's tunic, but he, again, it's just, you know, somebody remembered. Well, it is an officer's tunic. It is an officer's people... tunic. That's the thing. It's an well, M37 officer's yeah, gabardine tunic and he's got his sleeves rolled up, which is one thing that's fucked up. It's like, again... I get it. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's just their their recollection and their representation of a Nazi. What's funny of an is actual that fucking. Oh, wait, wait. Two, he has oh, a defaced that, buckle, which is pretty cool. The what? The Polish guy has a defaced Nazi buckle. Oh, they did that a lot. Yeah. No, I know that, but I didn't realize that till now. So that's no, that's why cool I said touch. the Polish uniforms are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. They've got all this defaced shit. That was common yeah. in the Russian army too. Yeah, exactly. And uh, when he takes his wedding ring, that, that pisses me off. But they did that. I know they did that. And it's just like fucking. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to be there and be executed. Also, his decals are on the wrong fucking side. SS decals were on the fucking right side of the helmet. Bam. Get done with that. Ugh. Again, you got so much shit right, but then you fucked up some really basic shit. All these guys look great. They look great. They're wearing the correct kind of SS shit. That that whole uh, I I do I I want to say one more thing, and then we need to get on IMDb. Yeah, is that no worries? I I did think of both the most 
very tense moment and you knew what's going to happen you know how it's going to happen you know what's going to happen when it, it was drawn the fuck out but that whole drawing out of the disarmament of the traps and all that kind of stuff where that guy just gets wrecked like that was very powerful that very, was annoying very, very good very I, 50s too i liked it though you, i okay. did like this scene a lot i liked it but, I, you, but here's the thing you very know 50s. what's gonna happen you know what's gonna yeah. happen but but again even for 1950s i thought it was very well done in that sense like yeah i know it's gonna happen i know it's gonna draw out i know it's gonna wait <laughs> it's okay everything's fine boom like i know it's what it's gonna do it just still was done really well cinematically i think also the grenades look very good brian <laughs> one of the posters because they, 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 they were they were yeah. and they just one, jumped up. <laughs> i was gonna say this because there's a lot of like not good posters this movie because it's very artistic 50s but there's one where it's a hand reaching up for a hand grenade and i'd recommend you use that one also if, if i can one, if it's in good resolution that, i'll try yeah one that drove me fucking nuts stop putting stuff in your mouth you've been in a sewer for two fucking days stop putting shit in your mouth literally I like stop Jar- putting shit in your mouth i like jardia dude okay well I, maybe i want to put shit it's the least of your concerns when you're literally putting sewage in your mouth what the fuck all these and they're like rubbing their face constantly it's like stop you're in a sewer stop doing that it's so fucking Private Birch refuses to do his duty because he doesn't want to put shit in his mouth deactivating the grenade. Okay. Fucking. <laughs> and then it pulls out the fuse. Uh, there would be smoke, realistically, but like, yes, I, I get it. That's good. All right, let me go. Let's go to IMFDB. Let me pull that up. All right. <laughs> let's do that. Say something. Taking a hell of a long time. I'm waiting on you. Uh, no, you weren't. I was. Fuck stick. No, you really? I had everything just, it, waiting. It just I, popped I, up. It just I, popped up. I know. I'm saying I was all set, and I hit the okay, and it took that long to get to Okay. All right, fine. penis. All waiting right, on fine. you. Don't worry, Mike. Right. We're just waiting on you. Yep. No worries. It's just my world. You're just living in it. <laughs> so, Kano. All right. <laughs> Is it real? Brian, how's it pronounced? It's Jesus Christ. It's, it's a Canal. fucking joke. Thank you. It's not a dick. Don't take it so hard, Nate. God. All right. Uh, okay. So. Uh, On the oh. POA. What's this? I never, I've never seen this one before. It's no. a Luga. A Black Widow grips, whatever the fuck the boomers yeah. are for. Yeah, the 45 grips. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, the V35. I never shot it. I I, I should soon. What's it, what does it shoot a thirty-two or nine? No, it's a nine. Okay. It's a nine by nineteen. It's yep. a nine. They even call it the, like she asked for uh, Luger in the film, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You don't need a Parabellum because yeah, back exactly. then a Parabellum is yeah. a large frame pistol." Okay. So. She get. Um, uh, I, I think that's a duo. I disagree, but a duo I, looks the same. I don't know. It looked like an Astra or a Baby Colt. I wasn't too sure. Look up. Look up what a Czech duo is, and you'd be like, "It's probably a Czech duo." A Czech they, duo. Do it, do it now, Nathan. CZ's, yeah. Check dual pistol. Apparently this Either one would be extremely accurate, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, that might be a check duo. 
Yeah, because it's a Nazi occupation. But, yeah. but the Astra, they loved their fucking oh, yeah. shitty They loved those little 25s. Yeah, they, they loved like the fucking shitty safeties on the side, too. Like that on the picture. All right, MP40. Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't see any MP40s. Saw a lot of 38s. I didn't see any 30s. I, I only saw early 40s or just regular 40s. I didn't see any holes. It also wasn't a color film, so. Hmm? Like, you can't see the Bakelite. And it's also like well, a lot the, of the shots were really like fucked up like this. The hole in the magwell. That's the, that's how you tell. It's the easiest way to tell. Stens are neat. Again, totally correct. I, I wonder Very, if they got brands or anything else. Um, probably not because like they'd have to feed them, and it's like the standard. The standard because they were dropping the standard resistance loads, which is like a whatever. But they had like five stens and one brand in each canister. Like, yeah, but it's a matter of feeding the brands. It's like 303 is heavier and it's like fucking in one engagement. Not, you and go nothing through all else the shoots shit. 303 locally, German wise. So no, I, but I'm saying that I, I just wonder if they were dropped in. I don't know about being used, yeah. but I mean, it just makes sense. They, I, I'm pretty sure brands were, but in the PPSH 41. They also made their own stents, the really cool ones. Yeah, the stents are, it's a fucking great submachine gun. It really is. Like, I've the shot, Polish- I've shot a live one, like a class three. Mm-hmm. They're so simple and they're fucking easy to make. They're they design them like five weeks. It's pretty insane. But the Polish Sten, it's like a fusion between MP40 and a Sten. They made them in the city during the siege. You guys know about those? Oh, no. the oh, uh, 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 yeah. There's a they have a name. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, I'll send a, a photo of one in the chat. But it's, they're pretty fucking cool. They're like it starts as a Z, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, like all the other Polish stuff. Does. Yeah. Well, W. Sure. Well, well that's, okay. That's, Pro- yeah. Probably yes. I'm just saying, like, I can't remember. <laughs> it's going to be a W something. It's a Slavic. Means, yeah. It's a Slav name. It's fine. <laughs> sure means model. I just sent it in Cat Killer. Uh, yeah, they had right. they had versions Papa that Shaw. they had versions that had like uh, fixed stocks and not fixed stocks. And It'd it be tough only, to get toke ammo. Yeah. As well. and it was only yeah. in it for like one shot. I noticed it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like kidding up or something. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have any like WZ 29s or anything like that. They they K98s, yeah. which is it's very yeah. I get it. It's like very accurate to have K98s, but like, just give us some WZ 29 porn. Well, a lot of WZs were converted into K98s, 660 code and everything. Mm-hmm. Guys, like a sporterized K98, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Yo, they use them for hunting. Well, it's probably a BZ, mm-hmm. or a WZ-29. Yeah. It's probably a WZ-29 that got... Uh, FN Interesting. Yeah, the MLE-24. Hmm. Oh, that's not a 24, though. That's a fucking... Looks like Candy 8. No. No, that's a, that's a fucking WZ-29. Or VZ? What's the, what's the next photo? No, what I thought was interesting is that because again, this gun, this is filmed uh, in fifties in Poland. You know, it's not like they imported guns from other places. All the guns no. that they used yeah. were there, so those stands were probably there when they got dropped into the country in the Second World War. Oh yeah, you know, like with all the other, like that's a real resistance relic <laughs> that they're using as a prop to, to a decade after the fact. Like, or somebody just found it know? in their fucking house and they were like. 
But, we run a prop but, department, so... Uh, uh, I'm saying is that there's no way that they asked Britain for, hey, we're making a film about the canal, no, you know, about Orson. Already. All it, this stuff. Yeah, it's country, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy to think what was still what they could put their hands on in '57 to put into the movie. This would also be a bitch to get ammo for, like in this situation, like because oh, it was just, a bitch for the Germans to get ammo for it. It's well, like I, I think the German is the one who had it. Yeah, right here. No, there were there were there was some, there was a Polish um, guy with guys. it. Yeah, in Not your really. in your in your scene. Yeah. Yep. There's one sitting in a in a pile too. Yeah. Right. Yep. There. Well, the Germans issued them out in big in large numbers to units so that they can get this, the ammunition when they needed it. Because if it, it wasn't like one or two guys that you see reenacting, that's bullshit. It was en masse because it was for like assault units. Or right, something. and then yeah, it was like we need. We could all ammo get the ammo. And, yeah. They yeah. tried. They tried to make it so they were outfitting whole entire platoons yeah. with it mm-hmm. or squads. Is, so and when I'll you bear- see real photos, you see masses of them. Not I have an STG and I'm the squad leader. Well, they, so Bertier MLE sixteen. J- j- just to yeah, talk on the on the forty four for one more second, I believe for the ammo, there was, I think the, the 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 manufacturing goal was to get a thousand rounds per month to each man, which is not enough at all. That's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> Wait, yeah, it's it's nothing. barely anything. That's all they could almost do was almost mm-hmm. a thousand rounds per man per month. Which is insane wow. to think that that is all they could get, and that was all they could get there. And so you well, you imagine like leg- a guy behind a desk thinking that out. I can't even imagine the guy who needs it. Like, you know, the real reason, the one of the biggest reasons that the Germans lost so quickly is that they ran out of ammunition. Like they, the production was so bad in late forty four, early forty five that they were literally by February, March, they were on the last legs of their supplies. Thanks, bomber Harris. They, they literally ran out of ammunition. Like it's their, crazy. Their supply that, chain but. was so incredibly fucked mm-hmm. that it's like people look at the German supply line in World War II and they go, "That's the opposite of what you should do." But what it was well, so you, stupid. What do you mean though? They made MP44s and they made cool camouflages. Have you seen a Panther? You know, yeah, they made they made they made cool shit. Yeah, obviously, but yeah. like their troops had fucking. Black ersatz bread with sawdust in it, and the gasoline is purple. You know, fucking best army in the world. <laughs> we're gonna use coal, and we're gonna make gas out of it. It's gonna work great. You know? Yes, and when I learned years ago that they fucking all their fucking hit tanks or whatever that could be repaired had to be put on a train, sent back to Germany, repaired at the fucking around the area of the factory. And then sent back via train. I'm like, what in the whole chicken fried fuck were you guys not thinking? To, not to mention that in the east, halfway through the fucking Russia, the rail gauge narrows because it's different. D- it so doesn't exist. You now have to, yeah, like it, once you get out of Latvia and Lithuania, basically everything else is a different rail gauge you can't convert. So you have to go to different locomotives that you right. have to so capture. It, and, the, and so it doesn't funniest, exist at that point. And it's like, what? How in the fuck did you think you were gonna fucking do this? The funniest metric that I know Nate's going crazy. I'll say this about German tanks: is they made breakthrough tanks to make breakthroughs to put Blitzkrieg troops through, so they could make big expanses and whatever. So they made tanks that have limited ranges to break through front lines. Yep. They needed to re- rely on rail transportation to get to the front. So once the Allies learn this, what do you do? You bomb the rail yard so they have to drive further. So they have to drive these tanks further than their maintenance limit. So they have to keep working on them. So they right. 
You know, it's like, wow. Oh, so you rely on railheads? Just bomb the railroads. Oh, wow. Why do we Easy. have to abandon all these vehicles to fucking mechanical failures? Because they're not made to drive these distances. Meanwhile, you can drive a fucking Sherman from New York to L.A. Like, no problems. Yep. You know? Change the air filter. So fucking stupid. But, like, yeah, I mean. Best army in the world. Anyway, the best army in the world. Their bread was great. Their gas was great. Their ammunition was amazing. Uh, hey, they, they had night vision, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters, right? That's why they won. Oh wait, yeah. Yeah. whoops. They had me two. They had me two six two with a cannon in it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna keep that pause in there. Yeah, yeah anyway. too bad they couldn't keep them fucking supplied. Yeah, right. Just fucking retards. Okay, so the Berthier M16 carbine. Oh, uh, it was in the pile. Okay, whatever. Fuck that. Back to the pile. The Berthier lies next. Okay, that, there it is. Okay. The Berthier lies next to the Schirmgewehr 44. All right, 34. All right, let's 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 get into this. There you go. <laughs> yep, 34. <laughs> yeah, Nate's like, 34 stuff. And then well, well, right, well they Brian don't and I were like, pitch, they don't have cool. any pictures on IMFDB that we're showing right now about it. If you want to talk about it, I can pull up the film. We can go step by step, frame by frame about all the little intricate what things. Did, or we what? can move the fuck on. <laughs> did you, what, did you see a bunch of like early four holers? And no, like it's that, all or? it's all normal stamp, stamp, stamp yeah. tops three hole patterns uh i was looking for little hidden things i didn't see much there's no lafettes there's no nothing it's all bipods no. it's it's yeah it's normal stuff. good deal of 30 no drums it's all wounded belts by hand and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. huh assuming what you said something i said i said good deal of 34s though it was nice yeah, to see yeah no no it was yeah, cool exactly. to see both yep. of them i i was seeing because it's it's rare unless you're in the 50s or the 60s to see 42s and 34s a lot of the yeah. time, once you hit the mm -hmm. 70s, you, hit, you see nothing but 42s. Because mm -hmm. yep. the movie industry is like, why do we want the slower fucking LMG? Let's do well, the slower, more reliable fucking the, gun. Yeah. The rate of fire for the 34, the 42, this is fucked up. It's way too slow. Oh, so they probably have, way. It's, it's not an MG3, so they probably have the buffer inside of it, which is a late that or it's thing. Well, it sounded it sound like a 34. 40, it's the... Or or it's the forty nine fifty seven or the forty nine fifty nine whatever that fucking weird in between model is, the forty nine oh shit it, it's like a forty nine fifty two there's some slash MG forty two model that's after that's not that that's like the in between between the MG three or the MG fifty three and the but we're like forty nine fifty something no I I know that but by fifty seven the nineteen fifty stuff is in there. Yeah, but they didn't. The Polish and the, they didn't adopt the, the the West did, but the East didn't. So I'm saying, I I know, but 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 you can still get. I mean, it. I don't know. Probably there is the buffer in the 42. That probably is an original 42. It's just been toned down because they don't want the shit yeah, to explode. Well, I'm just they, saying. There's also the the 49, 52, 56, or whatever the fuck that model number is. Yeah, I just don't see that they get it in Poland, but they had the harmonized. Well, the Yugoslavians had that, and they weren't part of. Mm. They had, they had the M MG 53. Yep, no, but the um, Yugoslavians had the 49, whatever the fuck it is. I, it's in my books over there. I can, I'm not going to pull also, out the Yugoslavia, books. Also, Yugoslavia was not technically Eastern Bloc, though. No, but it's not Western. All nations we can agree on is that they had a very interesting rate of fire, and it could be <laughs> it sounded like a 34. It could be something else. It's not like a 34. It sounded more like it, yeah, it had, it had definitely a cyclic rate of a 34, because it was yep. a 42. Or what they did was this, they put kinks in the belt. Because I did see that, like, they had a scene where they were loading ammunition. And that's a Which thing was actually do. really fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, it was neat. They're like resting and they have the belt guy and the guys just yep. loading shit. It's kind of yeah. like um, City Life and Death. 
where they're like mm-hmm. breaking up shit yep. to load stuff. Yep. That's but, very um, it's very tedious nerd gun stuff that we're talking about. But, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just literally the afraid of fire. That but we're they they about. they, they could have put like you know, breaks in the belt and then not showed them like recocking it between the scenes because that's a way they could save on ammunition. And they also because four rounds from a forty two sounds like it's fucked up because it's, yeah, but putting breaks in a belt is not gonna it's not gonna fuck with the the rate of fire. Forty twos are strange. They they like start up really. It takes a second. I don't know, but it's a really fucked up rate of fire. We can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, the 42s, yep. Okay, we that is an here. M16 helmet. Yeah. That is an M16. Or that's, uh, yeah, it's an M16. The fucking, wait a second, the lug is weirdly placed. Right above. Not the, 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 uh, the chin strap uh-huh. lug thing, it looks you, like, but. You do hear a real 42 in it at one point. You hear the, the, the ramming away of, I think when they're at the night scene, when they have all of the tracers and stuff, you hear a real 42. And also, I want to mention this earlier, you hear nebel warfers when they're getting attacked. Yeah. Which I thought was a really, was a really cool touch because that was, the rocket artillery was like all they used there. Dude, that so. fucking, that, that stock photo that they have for the M24 is a piece so of bad. shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Those were not terrible. Like the sticks are. Not that they're real. Yeah. F one. Yeah, that's what the that's yeah. what the artist had. Uh, and then he chucks it. He chucks it ever. at that like first engagement mm-hmm. to to get mm-hmm. the other guys. Piat. The Piat was actually one of the best anti tank short range uh, weapons of World War Two. When it worked. Well, yes. And they were it, like, like many inaccurate. AT guns in the. If, if you know how to actually operate it, that's why I said you'd have to fucking crank it for the first one mm-hmm. and cock it, but then like you're good to go with enough rounds. And also, no, 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 and fucking no again. I was going to comment on this and I forgot about it. There's no fucking smoke blast from a fucking Piat, it's a spring fucking fired weapon. It's spring. It's. <clears throat> and this thing fucking goes and that arcs. is very true it's there's no smoke that in true. that fucking thing you're right yeah it's they just did that for cinematic effect and i get that but like fucking or just the, the spring is just not they deactivated well they have um they have piats and a bridge too far and they're great they don't yeah because they just go thunk thunk because they're literally I shot so my our museum had a bunch of piats and we used to fuck around with them <laughs> we used to shoot. Well, yeah, they're not. Like, they're not a destructive device because they're just a spring-loaded fucking thing. We we used to shoot soda cans at them. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. fucking interesting. <laughs> but what's crazy is that after you fire it, the huge spring inside like reverberates. So it's like, <laughs> and like you you feel it in your cheek. It's like it's like really strange. There's like yeah, nothing for, else like that. For the time though, that was a really good. Uh, field expedient and a tank weapon. It really was. And the fact that you could if you're close it, enough. Yeah, and the fact that you could reload it, and also the fact that if if you're that close and no one knows you're there, and yes, you're not giving away your position with a puff of smoke. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. It's like just tunk. So, and then yeah. everybody picked up a Panzerfaust. <laughs> like right. that's the Which real is, universal. Uh, that's yeah. That's also yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have no idea about the flamethrowers. Yeah, the son of Kafat Soy Goliath. That's the it's early Goliath. Yep. The later ones look a lot different. They're more stamped. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm not even gonna try. I do. You're. you're I'm not even, ever, never gonna argue with you guys about armor. Never in my life. I'm not gonna argue with Brian either. That yeah. is wow. That is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it was definitely like you just said, Brian. Like that's what was in Poland. Yeah, it's and, whatever and was that. It. Yeah, they had it's it. Like heap of weapons is. <laughs> There's a great movie called Decision at Dawn from 46 or 47. And they shot it in Europe. And they literally just drove around Europe and they found burnt out German tanks and they threw five gallons on them and lit them on fire for background scenes. And it's just so fucking cool. Yeah. Hey, fucking two miles down the road, Tony found a fucking half track in the woods. So we fucking lit it on fire. It all looked great. Fuck, it's just like, just what's lying around. That's what real filmmaking is. You use what you have and what's around you. So. Yep. Yeah, no, it's all good. Can um, we find a half track in the woods and use it for our productions, please? Because I'll own it. I'll keep it. Fucking, yeah, not here. Yeah, Definitely not you here. Fi- you find a few. There's a few wrecks I know in the country. Like I know there's like a Cromwell tank. Fort in Maryland, Meade had Maine. a Fort Meade had a bunch of them in their firing range for years. They had a whole bunch of Shermans there, and then they demoed all those recently, and they're all gone. I have no idea. My buddy, when he went through Benning, he shot a training round into a Panzer IV, <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, and I'm like, why? When the <laughs> fuck did you do that? It's 2013, 2014, we went through basic. Through a Panzer IV? Yeah, it was, he said on one of the ranges there was a Panzer IV still. No, there's not. I know the range. I've been on that range. It's the AT4 range. It's a 113. Hey, this is a, t- this is a reenactor too, so anyway. Yeah, it wasn't a fucking Panzer IV. It was a fucking 113. But uh, anyway, I think it's time for final thoughts. Yep. So Nate, because you're Polish, you start. Well, that doesn't. Really I'm Polish too, motherfucker. Oh well, then the Poles can fight it out. As Look, I motherfucker, you can't grow a beard. I'm more Polish than you. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's South Poland and, and, and North Poland, Nathan. Where do you come from? Uh northeast area. I know that. That's all I know. Oh, uh, so East Prussia? Yeah. Well, my. A lot of my the the towns on records have all been destroyed, so I I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, Stalin. Um. Anyway, no that way. A, that's a weird allergy. <clears throat> Sorry. Um. No. Why anyway. is it in Yeah, yeah. Um. No, I mean, again, I mean, opening my statement or or referring back to my opening statement. Yeah, it's 1950s. Yeah, it's Eastern Bloc. Yeah, it's it's Soviet filtered propaganda filmmaking but everything we've talked about already multiple times it's like you know i am shocked that this has come through this actually even came through knowing all the censorship later uh through the ussr and all that kind of stuff and and just shocked that how much of this was actually able to get through probably probably good reason why they clamped down uh for future media um but no i mean it, it is a even though it has you know very 1950s black and white filmmaking uh uh tropes and and cinema style and all that kind of stuff it is a very um it is a very well made very uh detail driven uh recollection of someone's experience and i can see that and i think that is warranted a uh to, to give it a shot and i i really liked it in some aspects and then there's some things where you know i just fucking hated the dialogue and all that kind of stuff but again that is 
of the era. Um, like we always say with these older movies, you kind of have to put it in its box and kind of, you know, think about, you know, kind of put it in its time period and think of it that way. And so, again, I'm going to have to do that, but I thoroughly enjoyed the shots that were done. I thoroughly enjoy the attention to detail and I thoroughly enjoy a good black and white film. And this is a good black and white film in a foreign language. It is good. Um, trust me, I've seen the bad ones. Um, so no, I mean, all in all, I mean, knowing enough of the history, but not the deep dive that Brian knows, you know, knowing some of the stuff that Brian's talked about. And, you know, obviously what Mike's talked about, it's like, I, 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 it is grown on me and it did grow on me when I ended it. Um, especially that last scene. Um, but I think I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, let's give it a 7.5 out of 10. Screen Mel Gibson's. I think that's going to be a good solid hit. I want to give it an eight, but there's just that middle section just lagged for me. And I understand the reasoning. I understand the point of it. It just lagged. So I'm going to give it, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5 tonight. Decent. So with the whole thing about the fifties, you know, it being fifties cinema, I get that too behind the iron curtain, I guess. Um, yeah, it was, uh, when it, when it started out, I was like, yeah, it's really good. Um, it lost me a little bit in the middle towards the end, which is all the sewer scenes where it's like, okay, I get it. And I know it's called Canal, right? Because they're in the sewer canals, right? I get that. But I'm like, you couldn't have made this a little bit more captivating than what it is. Like, you've got the story of like these people trying to escape and get back to where they belong, I guess. And it just, it just took for fucking ever. And it's like, I don't want, I, I don't necessarily want like a whole war, like, you know, all the, all the action and shit going on, but it's like, it, it just got really fucking drawn out, really drawn out in the sewers, in those scenes. And I think they could have, I don't know, because the, the length of the film was not the problem. It was just like, the length of that entire um, setting was drawn out so much. And I think you could have still gotten the same point across without having to take a fucking almost an hour to show these people going through sewers. I did like the details because, okay, when you're going through sewers like that, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of oxygen. People are going to be getting delirious because they're the, oh God, the fumes are going to be, smelling and inhaling are just disgusting stop fucking putting your hands in your mouth stop fucking drinking water no don't do any of that shit Ugh! literally don't do that shit really and it's like i don't care if it's just if it's like it, it i got a like milkshake floor. for you mike i drink your milkshake, milkshake. i drink it up <laughs> that land's already been had Anyway, um, it's bone dry, Eli. It's gone. <laughs> You're just the afterbirth. Brian actually knows what we're talking about now because he watched it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. also another very boring fucking movie. No, that ended. Okay, penis. no, no. Hear me out. You can edit this out. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that movie was so fucking dry and boring. It took so long to get to the fucking point, but when it did, it was beautiful absolutely fucking beautiful it just took too fucking long 
Okay. Um, anyway, so getting Sorry, back to um, the sewers, it's like, yeah, I get that. And whenever, like, you're trying to get through there, you're trying to get back to where you need to go. I get that. But, like, it just took so fucking long. It's like, okay, again, here, here's what I would have loved is, okay, when, when they get out the end, right? Spoiler alert. Um, show them and how they get back to their. What are what are we? Fucking don't don't look at? at it. Don't 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 look at it. Don't look at. Oh, it. I've seen I've seen this before. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, that's a real dude, and he I actually know, does that. I know you were gagging at the thought of foam and water, so I was. Like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't want to see absolutely that, absolutely fucking disgusting. I almost gagging. threw up with the. <laughs> It, 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 I almost threw up the first time I fucking saw that piece of shit. Like, okay. I'm sorry. There's no Literally. cure for you. Firing squad. <laughs> done. It's over. It's, it's quick. It's painless. Whatever. Uh, um, um, sewers, um, sewers movie. Going no, hold on. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have to flash that across the screen. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Okay. So, I would have liked a little more if they could have gone out and shown a little bit more at the end of how they're getting back to their people and whatnot. But I did like the ending because it was like, well, you don't have that. Okay. Um, but overall, like the, the, the whole sewer scenes and I get that that's what the movie is called and everything like that. Like I've said a million times, it just was so fucking slow and it's supposed to be like a psychological kind of, it's a mind fuck. You know, I get that and it's physical it's physiological just a little bit too long um the chick daisy made it tolerable again i don't say this a lot like about films and shit but like that's definitely good stuff she's probably dead now mike oh of course she's she's older than (laughs) we used to collect playboys from the 60s and our museum director be like we'll just google what they look like now like, dead that no not always sometimes no worse but they're dead. not good so no sometimes it's worse than death <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might i might actually google that chick because that that is like, definitely like my so she's type. yeah she's very wrinkly so <laughs> so 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 brian said something to me there was an original photo in my helmet and i was like brian you don't want me to take this out and brian just turns to me because he's exhausted he just looks at me he goes she's dead it doesn't matter. Everyone who cares about her is dead. Don't worry about it. I bought it for a dollar in a flea market. She's dead. Shut up. <laughs> that makes everything better. I just was like, I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> I was so stressed out. And it's just like, Nathan, I, I bought people's family photos because they don't care about these people. <laughs> They're dust. They're a part that of a tree root. And I, I felt who so cares? I felt so. I felt so small in that moment. I was like, but I'm just, and I put it in my pocket so it wouldn't get any more damage. To <laughs> I was just like, fuck you. She's not dead. She's in my helmet. Dude, damn it. Meanwhile, it's back in its case. So it's protected. The yeah, photo, what I had on me, this went good. through the fucking Creek. <laughs> fucking like Ugh. I had to peel this out of my wallet on Sunday. And thank God it survived two movies. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but sorry, Mike, we've gone on a tangent. What, yes. What's your, what's your, what do you, what's uh, <coughs> yeah. So overall, because of the whole fact of like the beginning was good. The whole story was good. I liked the way it was shot. Um, besides the whole come and see kind of like Eastern block zoom in dramatic shit, whatever. But like, I can forget that because it was a really good movie. Um, but here's the thing is like that sewer scenes, like it fucking killed it for me. It really did. So I'm going to give it a 6.3. 
out of ten. The pipe, the Pied Piper played definitely. So I didn't even mind him, but it's just like I can't, I couldn't stand his acting. Oh, well, it <laughs> he was couldn't shitty. hit his marks. He was like Waldo, the but he's fucking but he's also realistic to be like a fucking musician, like an oh, artist. Yeah. Like oh yeah, it's no, like yeah. having having dealt with artists in stressful situations. It's pretty realistic, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, no, six three, six yeah. three. Yeah, I get, I get your, um, yes. Yeah. Anyway, yes. um, yeah. So it's a very interesting movie. It's more ten of out a of ten. <laughs> it's more of a film about like the Polish condition than it is really about the Warsaw Uprising. But in a way, the Warsaw Uprising is a microcosm of what the Polish condition is. Doing something even though you know you might not win or or see it through, but that it doesn't matter. The the end goal is not what you're aiming towards the action is what you're doing you know by to get wisconsin <laughs> by you know doing the doing the thing you're fulfilling whatever um what i'm trying to say is that you know it doesn't matter what the outcome is we're mad we've been occupied for five years and we're going to revolt and that that destroys the city and i die in the process then so be it you know and that's what this film really showed. It, it showed not the beginning of this uprising in April, or sorry, August. It showed the end of it when it it was snuffed out in the sewers underneath the city. You know, and it it took this event and it took the worst part of this event and it immortalized it into something that, you know, holy fuck. Like this happened and it was horrible and it really didn't met really didn't lead to anything, but it happened and these people did it anyway. And yeah, it's just this film in, in a lot of ways is the Polish condition. And for when it was made, it's very important because you got to remember Stalin died in 54 for the secret speech was 56. So this was the beginning. It was still communism, but it was still the beginning of, you know, the breakup. Khrushchev was, was trying to, to get away from the Stalinist era. And this was the first real movie, especially from a satellite country. Because Khrushchev might have been lenient with some things, but don't forget, you know, fucking the same year they put down the Hungarian Revolution, 57, you know, and 10 years from now, 11 years from now, Prague, you know. Czechoslovakia, yep, yep. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of funny that this film comes out the same year that the Soviets do the same thing to Budapest in a way, you know. Um, But it's a very interesting movie for its time. It's very well made. It's very well shot. Yes, it's from the 50s. Yes, it's a long format. Yes, it's not like today, but it's really worth watching. For what it is, it's very important. And you'll go down a rabbit hole with it because this director did a bunch of other World War II era films. He did, uh, after this, he made Blood and Diamonds or Ash and Diamonds, which is like this, but to the extreme. And that actually starts on VE Day, 1945. That's a really crazy movie. But um, no, it's it's really worth a watch. And... It's just a really amazing film. Doesn't mean it doesn't have its faults or flaws. You know, I mean, everything has its faults and flaws. But I would give this a nine out of ten because it's hmm. just a very for if if you look at it through the lens of nineteen fifty seven, holy fuck, you know, like the Young Lions is what you have to compete with in the West, which is this Marlon Brando huge film that like really doesn't do a lot. But you know, it's just it's a very interesting movie for its time. They did, they did really, cuss too, like they, they did hard cussing, like 
Don't is, do that, they, motherfucker. They did, they did say motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah. interesting for 57. That's very, you don't really see that a lot. So it it's it was part of the the new wave of films that was coming out of Europe. It was like the new, uh, it was, it was, a, there was a certain term for it, I forget, but like this, you know, new edge of films in America, in, in the West, it was kind of like very rigid. And in the East, you know, it, it was just very fluid. They took the camera off the tripod. And that was the kind of stuff that Kubrick was trying to get involved with. And funny enough, 57 is the same year that Paz de Glory comes out. Mm-hmm. And they're very similar films now that I think about it. I mean, this one's a lot darker and realistic. Stop hitting your hand against the mic, I swear but to God. If you've done it three times on your final speech, it's so much editing I have to do. St- stop waving your hands around like a lunatic. I'm going to get a pick, <laughs> and I'm going to fucking... I do have some Italian in me, Nathan, so that's what uh, uh, Bobbidi boo, yeah. But long from New England, it's very hard, you know. I get it. <laughs> no, long story short, it's just a very interesting film for its time, and it's totally worth a watch. So that being said, putting the yeah, slap score, it again, slap it again, see what fucking happens. <laughs> I love you. You're a sound engineer. You're the you know, only you one who whacks his mic like a fucking disco dancer. It's like it's insane. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll keep it in. Drum roll, please. Jesus. <laughs> we get a score of seven point six. So Nathan will not be making it out of the sewers. That worked really well, actually. <laughs> I can't hear shit. Uh, that, I know, no, it worked. Yeah. It worked well. It worked well. It worked well. So I'll try to like deafen it so no one dies. Seven but... six is not a bad score. Like again, I would I would I'd say the same thing that you said, Brian. Like it's well worth the watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Having like, it's yeah. funny. I've only seen this movie twice, and I really feel like I get it. You know, <laughs> I don't even really remember the first time I watched it like over a decade ago. But it's just a it's a film that's worth watching, mm-hmm. and it's a really cool subject. And just for the guns alone, it's worth watching. Yeah, because it's like this fucking cool. You know? I I will I will say you know just 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 you know since I gave it kind of like a mid a mid middle to high range, it's like I I would recommend this a hundred percent. It's yep. it's a recommended Soviet era black and white film. There's not many on the list that I've watched that is, that makes that list with Soviet era black and white. There's some fucking weird. Soviet films and black and white out there. They're World War II yeah, and War shitty, films. shitty, yeah. fucking weird. I just don't get not for my Western brain. But you know, this one works. It does. It's got its flaws. Mm-hmm. Everything I said, but it works. I highly and recommend it. it. Is, is and, the lower, lower high range score that I gave is be, just because of what I said. It's like right the fucking sewer scenes. It just dragged out too fucking long, and that's my own personal preference. I think people. Definitely will enjoy this film. It's free on YouTube. I'll try to include the link. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's well worth your time. I feel yeah. like to watch. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's at like a ninety minute ish ninety ish. It's like an it's hour, like an hour and, and thirty three. It's, it's like an hour and a half, right, Brian? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that. So it's like ninety hundred minutes. Right. Not that bad, but it's like yeah. Anyway, I mean, it should um, just be a law that if it's a Soviet if it's a Soviet block film. Brian's going to give it over an eight. I mean, that's just, that's the rule. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fine. Well, there's, pro- there's only two more Soviet films that I like. A Fate of a Man, which is, I'll probably give that a 10 because it's amazing. Is that that Dolly like one that you way? showed me where it's like the, the pine trees and it's the free moving camera? It's like the woman and the soldier or whatever moving through the that's, trees. That's Ivan's Child. That's okay. actually a pretty good one, too. 
Uh, the doves are uh, flying. It's a pretty good one too. Um, that's the cool one where like they're going through a bombed house and the, the camera shows up with a fireman and a camera guy's or a fireman's like climbing a ladder and it yeah. follows him up. And then a woman's running up a staircase and then follows her. It's like really cool filmmaking. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to those eventually, but there's a lot of shitty ones too. What's there's that? A lot Barry, of what's that Barry pepper Russian black and white sniper film blackbird or something to that extent have you heard of that i've watched oh, the one it. that came out recently like, like, like in the last seven years yeah that's the really fucked up one yeah right here yeah like that's, somebody dies in feces and yeah stuff and, i've yeah. watched it i have not seen weird that. i have not seen <laughs> it's that. really weird <laughs> i was going to but i was i don't know I, i'm not saying you're brain but... shit about soviet shit you're watching this shit dude 2020 was boring all right Fucking, I watched a lot of things. All right. It's, I wish we did this during 2020 because then we fucking would have gotten at least our time filled. I I, I did great in 2020. Like I got sick, <laughs> but like, yeah. I didn't like, say I, I hated it. I just, I just said I watched a lot of movies and that was one of the ones that came up. And I remember Barry Pepper being in a Soviet film. I was like, what the fuck? And Russian. I think, I think they haven't been Soviet since 1989. Okay. He's playing a Soviet <laughs> soldier, you pedantic fuck. Right. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> you express my title. Thank you. Okay. Pedantic fuck. Yes. And on that bombshell, <laughs> just a baraboo, all right? You know. Oh, right? dude. <laughs> yeah, baraboo. Yeah. Okay. On that bombshell, Brian Soviet quote, end scene. The, these are the tragic heroes. Watch them closely in the remaining hours of their lives. Yeah, that was. Covered in shit. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out. Dude, yeah, I mean that that that, that doesn't bother me as much. I, I literally I, wrote hot lunch on my notes. I don't like. Yeah, okay, cute. That's fa- that's fantastic. I don't like sh- shit that's been sitting there like fucking coagulated. You, you like coagulated. So you like, so you like fresh shit. Fresh. Like two girls, one cup. Oh, that's vomit Ryan. too. That that's the part that got Come me. Come on, bro. The the part that got me was the oh. shit because I was like, that's fake. Okay, that's, that's trauma fine. I have repressed for like fifteen. Years but it's now, it's dude. I literally it's like, like threw, it's I like soft up. serve. No, no, no. What, what, when the puke came out, I was like, "You can't fake that. That's real. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Fuck this. I can't do that." <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm 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 tearing up right no, now. No, no, it just brought back just fucking. I'd rather watch beheading videos, dude. The first time I watched that was in a fucking tent at fucking <sighs> Fort Bliss. Yeah, Fort Bliss. I'd funny, rather right? watch Ass Jar than fucking watch that. Oh show. well, one guy, one jar. That I didn't not... say I wanted to. I said I'd rather. That's well. Not... Haven't you seen one guy, one horse? He died. <gasps> <laughs> Mr. Hands. Mr. He actually Hands. Does die. Who? It's a <gasps> oh yeah, hundred percent. He he got turned into a flesh condom, dude. Are you kidding me? He got flesh impaled. Condom. Be me pain Olympic. Oh shit, I'm gonna stop recording. Yes. <laughs> I'll stop recording, I guess too. <laughs>